Welcome to the Journey Home Podcast. Life is full of twists and turns, and sometimes we get stuck or lost along the way. Our desire is to be a friend and resource to anyone who needs a little wisdom, advice, or encouragement on their journey. But most of all, we want you to know you're not alone. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey friends, this is Eunice. Thank you for joining me today. Today, I am going to continue my little series, which is called Virtual Coffee Chats with Friends. And today I have my friend Stacy Wheeler. Now, Stacy is an amazing friend that I happened to get to meet while we were living overseas. Um, she, um, her husband is a counselor and she came along with him to a meeting we had with our last organization. And the thing that was amazing was um, our organization actually set up some meetings for some of us where we could sign up for a time slot and have time with her husband who is a counselor. And we had the option of having Stacy join in the meeting as well. So of course for me, I signed my husband Chris and I up in number one and two slots. <laughs> and Stacy and her husband Tony, we actually got to have some meals with them during that time. And I am not exaggerating to you guys, it was a life-changing meeting. Um, I was definitely struggling with something right before the meeting, the Lord brought up a fear that I was experiencing. And when we went into the meeting, the Lord had given her husband a word about it. And so we just jumped in right away. And I will say that that one hour literally changed my life. So I am so excited to have um, Stacy on here today. And so Stacy, could you tell us a little about yourself and your ministry, um, how many years you guys have been married and how many kids you guys have? Yes, definitely. First of all, Eunice, I just wanna say what an honor it is to be here with you today. Aww, thank and you. how much Tony and I really respect you and Chris and the ministry that you guys do. And, um, you guys are a huge blessing to anyone that knows you and all the people around you, your family, your beautiful family. You, have, you guys have five children, right? Yeah. <laughs> such a, your family is such a blessing. Oh, thank and, you. Um, I am Stacy Wheeler. And um, I remember that meeting like it was yesterday <laughs> in the foreign country you were talking about, meeting with you guys and having dinner with you and getting to sit with you. It was a huge privilege for us as you guys have given your lives to Christ and to missions and to obedience. And um, we've been married for 33 years and we have three adult children. Our oldest is 32 Isaac. He's a counselor also. He has a master's in family therapy. And so he works with our ministry. And um, our middle daughter Adele is 30 and she's married to Shane and they have an eight-year-old daughter Amelia. And then our youngest daughter, Audrey, is 26, and she's married with um, a two-year-old boy, a one-year-old boy, and another baby on the way. So they are getting a big head start with their family. So <laughs> we love family and have always felt called in the area, area of marriage and family. Tony has a PhD from Kansas State University in family life education and a master's in family therapy. And I've been right there by his side, dedicated to helping people. And um, I'm kind of have been behind the scenes a lot. The first probably 
um, maybe 27, 28 years of our marriage. And I, I'm kind of the prayer warrior and um, intercession is one of my strengths and worship is one of my strengths. And um, I've always been in leadership in different areas, but usually Tony and I together. And just recently God has, um, in 2017, God told me to get out from Tony's shadow <laughs> was what he told oh. me that I felt the Holy Spirit speak that to me. And he told me to start a ministry called Yellow Butterfly. That would be a ministry that would be just me basically with Tony supporting me instead of the other way around. Like it's been probably the majority of our marriage, but we have another ministry that is actually a nonprofit called Wheeler Ministries. And we do seminars through that. And we've also been college professors, both I, I teach English. I have a master's in English. So I have taught at the college level for seven years. Um, we're both not currently doing that anymore, but we've been pastors. We've been, um, of course, counselors. He's been a counselor for some probably 30 years. And um, because he's been a counselor, I have learned so much from him. And so we actually have developed mm -hmm. a program called Coffee Cup Coaching or um, Coffee Conversations. And oh, cool. it's lay kind of lay counseling, which I now do. I do what I call spiritual coaching. Nice. And, um, and I have actually three women right now that I work with weekly, just with spiritual coaching, which basically is spiritual encouragement, prayer. We read through scripture together, that kind of thing. Um, but that's part, a part of Yellow Butterfly, part of what I do there. Yeah. That's amazing. I have loved your wisdom. So I know that even though you don't have a counseling degree, I have seen just that you have gleaned so much um, just from the Lord and from learning from your husband, but just, I have loved your wisdom. Um, I know that you guys have such a similar heart as us for marriages and for families, which, which is yeah. why I think we bonded so quickly uh, in yes. the short time that we met. And the reality of just marriage and things, and I think a lot of Christians is I think that sometimes it is intimidating talking to someone else about your marriage because it's so private, so yes. personal. But something I want to encourage all of my listeners today is just in Romans, it says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that is true in our marriages and that we do not have to feel shame mm -hmm. um, admitting and pursuing some counseling in our lives, like knowing yeah, that hey, I, I need some help. <laughs> and that definitely. is definitely what I came to you guys for that day. Um, for me, it was more of a personal thing I was going through that was affecting my marriage versus like a big marriage issue. But sure. I really it was it was radically life changing. So thank you so much, awesome. Cece. Um, I prepared some questions that I wanted to ask you. Okay, um, awesome. So would you be yeah, willing to share one of the highest points of your marriage and one of the lowest points that God has brought you guys through? Yes. Um, you know, they say that when you marry your best friend, your marriage is going to be a lot easier. <laughs> and this has really been true for us. And I feel like my cup overflows because I really genuinely feel thankful for Tony. I believe he genuinely, genuinely feels thankful for me. And we had kind of one of those experiences when we first met where we truly fell in love. And 
um, really gave our hearts to one another. And um, so I really feel like we feel so thankful and blessed in that area. That doesn't mean that it's not still work. It doesn't mean that at times it's not still more difficult or hard, but I would say we've had higher points or lower points in our life in general. Um, and in some ways, I think what, as I thought about this, um, I, I think in those more difficult seasons of life, you know, I think with our marriages, every, anyone in your marriage, whether it's two years or like ours, 33 years, you could kind of track it on a timeline. You know, you could kind of map out a blueprint of your marriage. And, you know, maybe when you had a baby or maybe when your husband had a car wreck or, you know, when you maybe got the job that you wanted or you moved across the country or you moved to a foreign country, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like these are like major, you know, major transitions in our life. And yes. Tony and I have had a lot of those. And what I realized is it's been really good because like, for example, when we, when I got my master's degree, I was concurrently teaching college level courses at the same time I, I got my master's mm -hmm. and it was a hard program for me. It, it's a, it was a teaching English master's degree and it was four teachers and they were really hard on us as they should be because we're going to be teaching others. And it was just a really stressful time for me. And I can look back now and see all the ways that Tony supported me. Now I could see it at that time too, but I think sometimes when you step back from it, you can really appreciate um, how he took care of our kids during that time when I wasn't there, especially Audrey. She was the one in, in our home at that time. She was in high school and um, he would come up and visit me. He would bring me things. He would make me a sandwich, you know, when I need a sandwich. And I did the same thing for him, you know, when he got his master's and PhD. And so he was really returning, you know, all the love I had sown into him. He was kind of sewing it back to me because I mean, as we know, it's not rocket science to know that mar in marriage, you know, we have a desire for intimacy and love. We have that desire to be known and supported. And I think sometimes we have this idea that it's going to be easy for that other person you know to just love us and sometimes it's not you know right <laughs> and that's that's why really everything you hear Tony or I teach we will direct people to Christ because honestly we feel that is the only way marriage really works is Amen, with yeah. the cross of Christ you know right here you know between us and you know we seek God together we pray together we go to services together you know, when our family like got together for Christmas, our, our immediate family, um, we had worship together. Our son-in-law Ben led worship for us. We prayed, we read scripture together. We took communion because we believe in that. And these mm -hmm. spiritual, um, spiritual acts that we can do as a family together, strengthen our family and we can feel God's presence. We can feel him helping us. Yeah. No perfect family, you know, marriage, no perfect family. And um, everyone will have, you know, difficult seasons of life. Yes. And so I think that depending on what season you're in, hopefully one or the other can, you know, support and encourage the other person. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. I definitely, um, when I met you guys, I could feel that peace between you. And that you guys have oh, walked neat. through different seasons of life and you've even shared some of those with me. And I, mm -hmm. but I have felt just 
that steadiness in your marriage and like the peace of the Lord. Oh, that's Which neat. Thank awesome. you for sharing that, Eunice. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I wanted to jump to the next question, which is there okay. are a lot of people right now who never thought that they would be spending this many hours together as a married couple during this pandemic. What is some practical advice that you would offer to them and how to stay connected with their spouse right now? Well, I actually have 11 different pieces of practical advice for this question. I will say too, though, that I think my advice would be the same just for marriage in general. You just might have to kind of up your game and awareness a little bit with COVID kind of creating a lot of stress for a lot of people and some more yeah. than others who have, you know, financial issues that are affecting them. And if you're home together all the time when you're not used to being home together all the time, or if you're homeschooling when you're not used to homeschooling because right. of public schools being closed it really is a real stress it is a real stressor yeah. but I would say as I prayed about this and thought about it I have these just 11 pieces of advice for both COVID and just for marriage in general but the first one is seek God on a daily basis just individually Tony and I both seek God our own ways different ways um, for me, I try to do it in the morning, but I can't always do that, but I try to do it in the morning. I read at least one chapter of scripture, trying to really absorb what is God saying to me and how is he encouraging me and really connecting with Christ in it. Not just, I don't really read it for, you know, memorizing details or things like that. You know, I'm really reading it because I'm eating, I'm eating that bread, you know, so mm -hmm. to speak. Yes. Um, you know, uh, I heard John Paul Jackson say once that we are body, soul, and spirit, and that our spirit is what needs fed the most, that a lot of times we think it's our body, like I need a drink or I need food. And, you know, even Jesus said, you know, he's going to have the bread, you know, from his father and he does, you know, that he has bread that they don't really know about. I think he was speaking to the disciples, but um, I butchered that scripture, but I think you guys know what I'm talking about, that he was eating you know, the bread of God. And I think when we fast from like physical food, I think it increases that desire and hunger spiritually for that spiritual food. For sure. And yeah. um, so I think as we seek God, I specifically ask God to give me whatever fruit of the spirit I'm needing, you know, whether it's self-control or, you know, love, joy, whatever it is. Um that's the first thing. Seek God individually. Also, I would say seek God together. Tony and I have been praying together more, but it's not really been a norm throughout all the years of our marriage. Um, but like when we were like last night, I asked him to pray with me before we went to sleep and, and I prayed, but he was praying with, with me. I was praying for this, you know, um, this interview that I was going to do with you that I was excited Aww, about. Yay. Um, but that we're trying to increase that, you know, because I think there's yeah. a lot of strength that can come to you when you're praying together. The second is to just watch what you're, watch what you say, that our words hold so much more power than we realize. Um, I try to, if I'm going to praise Tony, I try to say it to someone in front of him if possible and encourage him in that way. Um, but both in private and in public, the words we speak even to ourselves hold power. Cause I know that there might be someone watching this or some women or people, men watching this who are really struggling in their marriage right now, who maybe are even thinking about the exit door, you know, how do they get out of this? 
And the truth is God can heal our marriages as well as he can heal Mm -hmm. any other relationship or us heal us physically. I mean, if we believe in Christ and we believe he saved us so that we are going to go to heaven, like when you think about the miracle that happened when Christ was put in the grave and he rose from the dead, if you really, if you're a believer and you believe that, you, then you believe in miracles. You, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And and maybe totally. you're thinking to yourself right now, no, I don't think you understand my marriage. You don't know the hurdles we would have to overcome, you know, to save this marriage. God can do it. So Amen. He can yes. overcome mm-hmm. huge hurdles that, you know, we may think he couldn't overcome. So I would say, watch what you say. Our words have power. Don't confess or declare words that your relationship has no hope or that that person is hopeless. Give God a chance, begin to speak words of hope. I really believe in the power of our words. Mm -hmm. So speak hope in life. Even if you don't feel it completely on the inside, it'll help you feel it on the inside. If you're confessing and speaking truth, which is the truth is God says, I can do more than you could ever ask or imagine. That's what Mm -hmm. he tells us. Amen. Um, So God can heal your marriage. So that number two is watch what you say. So three is don't go to bed angry. Um, for this broadcast, I asked Tony this morning, I said, what do you think is the longest like we've ever been in a fight? Like ever uh-huh. like, like just on the time timeline, you know, with the watch. Um, and we thought it was 10 hours. Like we had a 10 hour fight one time because we don't go to bed angry. We fought through the entire night. Like we believe in that when it says, don't go oh, to bed. angry." Wow. You have, if you have something <laughs> on your heart, where you're angry at your spouse. Mm. Now, not every little nitpicky thing I'm not talking, I'm talking about, you know, some of the a big thing, you know, bigger issues. If it's keeping you awake at night, it's probably a, an issue you need to be talking about. But um, <laughs> I would say don't sweep these things under the rug uh, because I think what can happen sometimes is you have the one issue you swept under the rug, the second issue you swept under the rug, you know, by the third and the fourth, I think that's when the enemy can come start hitting us with overwhelm. And just overwhelm us with, well, look at this issue, that issue, you're not ever going to be able to get through those. And I would just encourage you, don't let those issues pile up. Um, Use your tools of conflict resolution that you have, use your tools of communication that you have, and stay up as late as you need to, or start your fight in the morning, you know, if you know it could be long. (laughs) And then resolve it, you know, like we try to have really good conflict resolution where at the end of it, we say, I'm sorry, usually both of us, because usually, you know, there's no winner in a fight. Like I hate, I hate conflict personally. I would have avoided conflict my entire marriage if I could, but it would not have been healthy for us. Usually in a marriage, you know, there's a strong, the strong one who will speak their mind and then the quieter you know, one, because that's kind of, I think, how things kind of usually can work more easily, where one or the other kind of is willing to not care or not have that strong opinion. Now, not always, but in a lot of, like, our personalities are opposites. Tony is very strong. He's what I would call a lion, you know, strong personality. And I am, you know, what I would call a golden retriever, you know, personality, where I, nor and I normally do def- defer to him, but as I've gotten more healthy personally, I have an opinion and I have my own thoughts, you know, about something. And it's taken Tony back a little bit where he's got to back up and let me have him and, and give me space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and now I have yellow butterfly that I am moving forward with and he's, you know, blessing me with that and giving me space with that. But so I would say, 
Number one, seek God on a daily basis personally. Two, watch what you say. Your words have power. Three, don't get a, go to bed angry. Resolve your conflict. Say, I'm sorry. Say, you were right. Those words, you were right. I've used those more the last three years. Both of us have. Because we've recognized we're a team. We're a team. To, you know, God says that when we're joined together, that we're one flesh. So mm-hmm. when, when God looks at us, he sees us one flesh together. And so literally... If I'm hurting Tony, I'm hurting myself. Or if he's hurting me, he's hurting himself. You know, the Bible talks about that to the man, you know, to love the woman and cherish her as though it's his his own body. Mm -hmm. And um, we are really trying to take that as truth and, you know, go to scripture as our truth. You know, this is my number one marriage book, the Holy Bible, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it has what we need and it has a lot to say about how we treat people in marriage. Yeah. Um, and so those are my top three. And then I don't know if you wanted to say something before I continue or any thoughts that you had. No, no, I think that's amazing. I definitely don't. I, I, I know that Chris and I have not done that. Don't go to bed angry thing throughout our whole marriage, <laughs> but I do believe in it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying we haven't it's always hard, uh, so- done that right Hey, sorry, we froze right there, but um, Stacy is going to share her next points um, on how to stay connected in your marriage during this pandemic. So thank you, Stacy. So um, I shared the first three and the fourth is to have courage because it can take a lot of courage to face the truth in your relationship. Mm -hmm. And it can take a lot of courage to bring up difficult subjects that you know there might be resistance there to talk about or that it might create conflict. I think we have this idea that conflict is bad and conflict can be bad if you don't, you know, keep some amount of self-control on how you're acting. But the truth is conflict, you really need a certain amount of it in order to get to the bottom of the issue so that both people can be on the same page and know what the other person is thinking. I think a lot of times we think we know what the other person's thinking and we really don't. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> and then the fifth one is um, make a marriage pact. If, if you're in, if you know you're your marriage is in trouble, or even if your marriage isn't in trouble, um, you can make a marriage pact. A pact basically means two people who have come together and decided, you know, to be together. And you, you did that if you got married with your original vows, mm-hmm. um, but you can do that with life in general too, um, so that you can solve your problems together. So mm-hmm. if you're in a rut of constantly fighting, like, I mean, like, you almost can't be around the other person without fighting, which is no, no fun. I mean, it makes you feel sick and like, it's just mm-hmm. creates con- constant conflict. Um, you might want to sit down and make a new pact together, lay out some new ground rules for how you're going to communicate together mm. and pray together over that, um, rely on God to have self-control to actually be able to do that. Mm. Um, Cause it's not easy, but sometimes we're going to have to do things that aren't easy, you know, honestly, to get to that conflict. Um, and so that you can resolve it. Right. Um, six is have more fun together. Um, maybe even write down, you know, four fun things I love and four fun things your spouse loves, and then take turns doing the fun things together. 
Um, seven, give space where it's needed, because I think especially during COVID, you know, this is for COVID, when you're together 24-7, it's okay for you to go take a bike ride by yourself or, you know, do what is fun yeah. for you together by yourself, then come back and you can share about your experience that you had. Um, eight is respect one another. Nine is love one another. Ten is submit to one another. And in Ephesians 5, most of us know, you know, that main passage that talks about um, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ and the husbands to love the wife and the spouses to submit to the husband. And as Tony and I have talked more about this, um, I have asked him, what does it feel like to hold the responsibility for our family? Now, I know not every family is the same and, I, and I'm not judging any family that's not like this, but in our family, Tony's always been the breadwinner and he's always been the one, I mean, I've earned money, like I've earned a lot of money, but, but he's been the one that has the responsibility to do it and to keep our family safe. Mm -hmm. And he said, it's a lot of pressure on a man. It's a lot of pressure on him. And he said, it's not like he gets up in the morning and thinks to himself, what am I going to do today that I want to do just for me? You know, he said, he can't really remember the last time that he's oh, had wow. that thought. Uh -huh. And so when I am helping him by, you know, submitting to him in the sense of not being, you know, his servant or subservient to him, but in the sense of helping him bear that responsibility and burden that the Lord has put on him, I help him when I submit to him. I help him when I don't talk when I need to, you know, one of the issues in our marriages as, as we've, I, we've gotten older in our marriages, I just talk a lot apparently. <laughs> and, and I think it's true with a lot of women. I think that we have a lot of more words to share. <laughs> of course. And I think that men just don't need to hear, you know, the 10,000 words a day we have or whatever. And I'm laughing, but it, like, it's a real issue where I, you know, maybe need to call one of my daughters or a friend or something, you know, oh, yeah. um, or be careful, like not to overwhelm him with my day when he has, you know, three really important meetings that he's getting ready to go to, into. I mean, just kind of always trying to be aware of what is the other person going into and, and, you know, with a man, the same with his, his wife, what does she had to do with last night when she got up with our kids three times in the night or, you oh, know, yeah. or when uh -huh. at, for her job, <laughs> you know, she's under review or, you know, whatever, uh -huh. whatever it is. And then um, the, the submit to one another, I think people skip over that. We are called to submit to one another. It's not just the woman submit to the man. That's why personally the submit to Tony, it doesn't offend me because he submitted to me thousands of times. Mm -hmm. it, to me, those are just roles. His role is to cherish and love me and bear that responsibility. You know, it, mm -hmm. it was the curse put on Adam that he would have to, you know, work the field and work mm -hmm. the land and he, and they bear that weight. I mean, I know women bear it too. I know there are single mothers and, you know, I understand that it's not the same for every relationship, but for us, that's how it is. The last one, 11 is be kind. I would mm -hmm. just say, take a step back, you know, do what you need to, to do, to be able to have kind words and kind interaction, a lot of kind interactions and positive interactions um, through the day. And we're actually, you know, developing a course, an online course um, that will help people know the six strengths that make a marriage strong. Mm -hmm. And it's based on Tony's doctoral dissertation. And we're currently getting ready to develop that. I don't know exactly when that will be coming out, but mm -hmm. I can let you know if you want me yeah, to. Yeah, that's amazing. When that comes out. Yeah. No, I love hearing from both of you guys. Uh, I just feel like in your marriage, there is so much um, strength 
on both sides that I hear from and glean from. So that's been awesome. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing. I think for sure um, I talk a lot. (laughs) So I'm not sure if that's every woman, but I know I definitely do. So (laughs) something that I have done is I have this, um, since the pandemic, a Zoom call with um, two of my other girlfriends that we never talk this regularly. But we literally talk like twice a month, but the call goes for like, we set it for like two hours, (laughs) but it usually at the two and a half hour mark, I'm like, okay, guys, I got to go to bed. (laughs) Yeah. But it has been wonderful for us. And so that's a great idea. Yeah. I do also encourage all the women out there. Like if you need another space to um, just talk through things, like call your girlfriends, they're probably needing the same thing. Um, it's helped me so much. And even Chris and my kids, whenever I get off that call, they're always like, wow, you guys had a lot to say. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It is fun. It is fun. Okay. So we're going to end this time, Stacey, if you could share a little about your ministry, Yellow Butterfly, we'd love to hear a little more about it. And then also for my listeners, I will put in the show notes, um, just a link to her website and how to get a hold of her resources. Okay, sure. I would love to share about Yellow Butterfly. Yellow Butterfly is a ministry of hope and healing and encouragement for women. Um, A lot of women are really struggling just to make life work. And I believe that God really designed for us to have a life that's full of hope and joy. Um, The Bible says faith, hope, and love remain. Um, And to me, that means they remain for eternity. So hope, having hope is really important for people. And I've been at places in my life where I really struggled and I needed hope. Mm -hmm. And there are certain key people that gave me that hope. And so now I'm kind of wanting to return the favor to give hope to people. And, you know, a butterfly, before it can become a butterfly, it has to go through two major transformations it's a caterpillar then it becomes a cocoon and then it becomes the butterfly so it's a process you know to find the freedom that you're looking for but you can find it and I believe God wants women to be free from you know burdens from what I call emotional pitfalls which are like fear shame depression anxiety I believe um, I want to offer hope to women in the area of marriage, hopefully like I did a little bit today for somebody um, in the area of parenting or being, being a grandparent. Uh, But, you know, these burdens can weigh us down Mm -hmm. and um, scripture says um, to guard our hearts because it determines the course of our life. And so it's really important where our hearts are at on a daily basis and becoming aware of that. And if we're not doing well, there's places where we can go to find hope. And I'm hoping yellow butterfly will become one of those places. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I know that I have been so blessed by you and your wisdom. So I really hope that some of our listeners will go check out Stacy's resources because she is amazing. And I just see her as just such a godly woman and a godly example to follow after. So thank you so much, Stacy, for this time. I bless you and I bless uh, your new ministry, Yellow Butterfly. I hope that everyone listening has an amazing day. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you, Eunice. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a rating and review, and we'd be especially honored if you would pass along the podcast or recommend it to a friend. Before we sign off, I just wanted to mention one of the most popular services we offer, which is coaching for individuals and couples. 
So on this podcast, we're able to share biblical truth, practical wisdom, but we're speaking on in very broad terms. That's just the nature of the medium, right? Uh, but what coaching allows us to do is to get into the specifics of your story or your situation and apply these principles in a more focused way. And while we can't promise that we'll always find a solution or resolution, many times we've found that it's helpful for people just to have someone to listen and process life with. Sometimes that's actually what we need the most. Um, so if that sounds appealing and you're still not quite sure, we even offer a free 30-minute session for new clients. That's a great way to try out coaching with no financial obligation. Um, you can find more information about coaching or our other services at our website, thejourneyhome.global. And finally, if you want to connect with us, you can email us, you can connect by social media. All of the links to our accounts are in the show notes below. We truly love hearing from you, and we promise we actually will read and respond to your emails or social media interactions. Um, so thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.